And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, answering the questions of, yeah, we do kind of have to, you know, start adulting because we just went live. Thanks for asking, Tech. Appreciate it. Screw you, man. Screw you ever so much. Fortunately, he didn't get on. You didn't hear what he was saying before we went live. Don't worry. It's perfectly fine. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I am known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. Uh, I'm your main host. You can easily find me pretty much anywhere. S-H-U-J-I-N. It's hard to miss me if you go looking. Trust me, you don't need very, very strong Google food to make that happen. Let me go ahead and introduce you to who's available because, uh, you know, December, things get a little on the weird side and I'll kind of explain what's going on with part of that top left hand corner of the bingo card that is uh the the north american um pretty much all of what we've got for tonight evening dallin good evening <laughs> good to have you uh down in just a little bit to the right the midwest of the u.s good evening bridget good evening just uh, a little bit further to the right near the seaboard in uh, mueller town or at least it's slowly becoming that good morning on renault deck Good morning. And right now, that's all that we've got. Now, I can fill you in on a little bit. I did hear from Heretic Woman. She is still not feeling well. She's got uh, uh, she's got something that's not making her able to sleep and get rested well enough. So she got in touch with me earlier and said, uh, I don't really feel good enough. I've not been rested enough. I, I, I really wanted to be there tonight. And like, you know what? Just don't worry about it, man. Just get your rest. Get better. More important, you know, because, I mean, what the hell else? Uh, Joseph, well, we'll see. Uh, I did see him on earlier, so we'll see what happens. Who knows? He might be. He might show up fashionably late. Joey, coffee run. And Joey might be a little bit tired because he's, he's had to do some, uh, he's got some moving of stuff that needs to be done. Not not moving himself, just moving articles from place to place and, and tiring. So it, it'll be what it'll be. So we'll see what it is. Anyway, uh, nice to have you guys. Welcome to uh, December. Because um, for those of you that don't know, yeah, the war is on. And right now we're, we're very happily back from the front lines. And uh, everything's going to be okay for us for the rest of the season i'm pretty sure we'll give you a further update as the weeks go on and let you know how that war is progressing uh although the first salvos done by the satanic temple good job guys i think it's the first time they could uh they could say they got the first strike in yeah and, and good on them for that we'll we'll kind of fill you in on a little bit of that in a little bit anyway of course for those of you that are watching live thank you very much if you are taking part of course Take advantage of the live Q&A. We'll be more than happy to, you know, chat in with you guys. Felis, I know that you're there. Stephanie, hi, hon. Uh, it should actually go the other way because Stephanie was already, you know, primed and did whatever. Anyway, but uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be one of those nights. I really had a hard time coming up with a topic for tonight because just the density of so much thing so much stuff going on it just made me just say you know what screw it just throw up on the floodgates tonight and 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 we'll kind of blow off whatever steam we need to because different pieces here and there and uh, 
So we'll go from there. And that's kind of the reason why I look a little unkempt. And for those of you that are listening to the live, uh, to the, to the podcast version, you're not going to see this. I'm not wearing my Christmassy hat, my, my Santa pimp hat. Shut up. Uh, I'm (laughs) wearing the big white and pink fluffy robe because I need a little bit of comfort right now. And I've got, uh, I got a thing of coffee because I've been tired most of this evening and uh, that's, that's not a good place to be. So no, I'm not drinking the last of the Guinness just yet. So it'll, 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 it'll be what it'll be. Mm. I just saw a post. um, One of the companies I follow on Facebook uh, called thumbprint, uh, thumbprint, thumbprint brewery. Well, they're not really a brewery. They're more just a beer store. Uh, they sell craft beer from around the country, uh, strictly craft beer. And they just advertised, I think, yeah, um, they're bringing in cider tomorrow and exclusive. Uh, apparently the company that makes the cider has also made a limited run of an apple ginger soap, uh, exclusive to thumbprint. So. Oh, might have to uh, get some and maybe uh, stuff a stocking or two. Fair and enough. Plus, uh, I mean, cider. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Why they, not? You know? Fair enough. Perfectly reasonable. So, uh, I guess we'll get to, we'll get go to all this. And uh, Stephanie is already saying that Guinness had put me to sleep. So you know, <laughs> and um, you're not too far off. The last time I had uh, Guinness, it did kind of affect me a little bit more than I was expecting, which is weird, but eh, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't have enough food in me at the time. So eh, whatever. Uh, you'd be amazed what alcohol will do to you on an empty stomach. Yeah. Uh, no, speaking, it, speaking big from experience here. No, no surprises for me. I, I got no surprises. Yeah. I mean, remember, remember what I did to myself when I had a, a liter of wine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how about a liter of cola? Uh, well, see, see, a liter of cola, uh, over the course of this show would typically not have you, um, no, no, I was just up. being a whole farva. You are being a whole, I know, but that's yeah. neither here nor well, there. At least that wasn't a liter of tequila. <laughs> Ooh, there's well, a challenge what, I'd like to try. No, what? What? Oh God, I wish I'd. Uh, I wish I'd linked. Uh, click the link on it to see it. But it's got to be a good one, not Jose Cuervo. No, yeah, it's no, been I, like a Don Julio. Yeah, I, I did see yeah, okay. a. Uh, I did see an article saying something about like you know one to two shots of tequila a day is actually good for you. Mm. Certain kinds of alcohol, period, in moderation, are good for most people, not everybody. Yeah. But again, it's all about moderation, genetics, you name it. And so that doesn't apply to everybody. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you were born and raised in Italy, there's a really good chance a glass of wine is pretty good for you. Yep. And uh, there are certain, uh, there are certain uh, game Let's Players who should not have alcohol anymore. <laughs> Isn't that right, Mr. Warfstash, if that is your real name? The hmm. fuck? Uh, never mind. Markiplier. <laughs> Yeah. Turns out he's got the he's got the the gene or lack of gene that uh, disallows him from properly processing alcohol because of his Korean side. I did not know that. Mm, he found that out the hard way after several um, drunk Minecraft sessions. So I was going to say so, he's, he's what you're saying. Pretty much, he's a cheap drunk. 
actually, he is no longer uh, allowed to get himself drunk because it does bad things. Bad, bad Ooh, things. So it's it's like hyper reactive type of thing. Well, uh, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll look into the genetics of it all because I mean, we do have someone who is genetically <clears throat> trained who could go ahead and say, "I don't know any of this shit, man. Don't even come over to me on this." And I'm kind of thinking that's probably what happened. You know, that that's uh, okay. You know what? We're, we're going to start kvetching here. Let, let's do this. Um, <laughs> no, well, I I got to I got to I got to open it. Yeah. Here, start off with okay. We'll, we'll get I'll, to. I'll, oh, he had a mild heart attack from it. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay, that's my one. But. <laughs> so uh, he that he used to do. Um, now, I was not aware of this. As much as I like Markiplier, I haven't watched all his stuff. So he did uh, Drunk Minecraft, and apparently uh, from August of 2012 to April of 2015, he was running it. And then in November, he said, ah, no more. I had a heart attack over this shit. There's my one. Okay. So, um, so bad things, man, bad things happen. Well, now so. we know what happens to people who can't process alcohol properly. Uh, their heart goes, nope. So let's, uh, let's keep that in mind. So if you, uh, yeah. if, if you have real bad reactions to alcohol, maybe don't drink mild, you know, poison anymore. So now, now, keep just that in mind. so you know, this is, like once a week from what I'm looking at for the release dates, there were 69 videos in total. Um, yeah, well, towards, you know, towards the end, it was once a week, but before that he was doing them sometimes doing these kinds of videos <clears throat> once every two, three days. Hmm. And in some cases day after day from, well, like, Oh yeah. So, I mean, you, you shouldn't get drunk that much. Well, not to, uh, not to feed a fed horse here, but, um, <laughs> I'll see what you did there. Thank you. Glad somebody did. <laughs> um, a uh, uh, um, a comedian whom I'm a, I'm a fan of. Uh, he decided to vlog his cessation of of drinking. He was up to twenty two shots of vodka a day. Finally realized he was in fact an alcoholic. Yep. Mm. And decided he was going to go down by one shot every day. Figured he could handle it. Uh, by he the way, got, Dallin, um, yeah. yes, that, that's okay. Yeah, that's the person I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, he got about halfway before he started his, withdrawal. Uh, his body went, What are you doing? and it messed him up to the point that he went to the doctor. Uh, he has damage to one of his retinas. Apparently he has a black spot on his eye now that, uh, he can't see around. Um, he shifted from daily to weekly and he is now no longer, um, a heavy drinker. He will have like a beer with dinner, but, um, yeah, he's completely, uh, he, he finally got off of it, but the fact that he went through such wicked withdrawal, I mean, shit, my father, shit, there's my, there's my three. <laughs> Wait, um, keep it PG-13. How many times can we say shit? I, you know what? We'll find out when Once Upon a Deadpool <laughs> comes out. 
Oh, Coming to theaters. Okay, okay. You know what, though? I am going to see that. Yeah, you, you I, know what? I'm taking my SO with me. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not monetized by YouTube. Yeah. We're not making a whole lot of money off Patreon. So really, who cares? Yeah. Um, but um, no, like even my dad, he quit smoking. He cold turkeyed after many years. And his body went, what are you doing? And I got to see it firsthand. This is why I never picked up smoking. Well, my dad's because a smoker. Because yeah. while you are, that's fine. When you stop, your body does not like it. No, my it, dad it, it, is a, it, it voices its disapproval in very many not so pretty ways. So. My, my dad, um, he's a smoker. And he tried to quit. He even tried using vaping systems to quit because vaping ultimately is what helped me kick the habit. Um, and what ended up happening with him was, is he, uh, when he got off cigarettes completely and went to vaping, the vaping wasn't getting him the nicotine as effectively as the cigarettes were. And um, it's a, you know, it's steam instead of smoke. So his body really hated that. So he tried quitting and he started getting sick constant coughing, everything else, having a hard time breathing, went back to cigarettes. Now I got to say at his worst, he was as bad as me three packs a day, long time ago, before he tried quitting, he was at least a pack a day to a pack and a half a day. Right now it takes him more than a week to go through a pack. I'm very proud of him. I know he'll probably never be able to quit until the day he dies, but he <laughs> is doing everything in his power to do as, as little as possible without crippling himself. That's good. Yeah. Good on him. All right. So we'll go ahead and uh, we get properly running over here. <laughs> Anybody got a Rafe Badawi? Anything? Uh, don't lead the bit. I'm, uh, I'm leading the bit. You just a little bit. So You're leading the bit. We'll get around it's, to that. I'm just leading the tip. I'll let you take care of their shaft. You know, I was going to go ahead and make a, a reference to um, Samuel L. Jackson and, and the next Marvel movies now, but you know what? Screw that noise. You're on your own. I'm not helping you on this one. So with five minutes on the clock, I'm about to make some people cringe, especially at least one person on this panel. Five-minute freestyle starts right now. Title on it is Huggin', as in Huggin' and Muggin'. And for those of you that don't know who's cringing right now, it's Dallin. It's actually Hugin and Mugen. And in this particular case, I specifically titled it Munin. Because even though they are not crows, they're actually ravens, I didn't have a good crow term that I could use. There are people who on Facebook are absolutely up, down, left, right, yelling and screaming. He's your president. He's still the president. Whether you like it or not, he won. Screw y'all. Fuck you all. And uh, yeah, that's my one for tonight. But... I'm only just slightly paraphrasing 
some of these people who are just like, you know, whatever, it's going to be, it's going to be whatever it is. He's never going to get, everything's fine. Everybody else is going to get prosecuted. They're all going to go to jail and he's going to be perfectly fine. He's still your president, whether you like it or not. You screaming stupid liberals. Blah. You know what? Here's the thing. You go ahead and you keep complaining about we liberals or libtards or whatever stupid terminology you want to go ahead and use for it. But I am not one of those people who keeps posting up that he's going to jail and, and what the hell and, and how do you not know this? And why are you so stupid that you couldn't even see what's right in front of your face? With no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those firebrands for a lot of different things. There are a couple of things where I will be. This isn't one of them. But I would like to think that I have given enough of myself to have people be able to say, look, I don't agree with you on a lot of different stuff, on a lot of different things, but at least you're calm, you're composed, and you know how to hold a conversation. Unfortunately, there are some who are so ideologically dogmatic that it doesn't make any kind of a difference. And you guys know how I try to present myself. So I actually went ahead and asked of one of these posters who unfortunately has a long habit of, well, drum head beating. And, and yes, it's a Star Trek Next Generation reference. Look it up sometime. The drum head. It's a good episode. And I went ahead and I actually asked, but what if you're wrong? If it turns out now, I know, I know Pascal's wager. It's not what I'm going with. What I was asking was, if it turns out that the preponderance of the evidence clearly and explicitly, explicitly shows with no doubt whatsoever, a clear line that shows the corruption and the illegal activity and the all of the things that have been rumored so far. If it turns out that all of that was true and they've been backing, uh, I want to say a felon, but I don't even know that he, that's even the right term for it at this point, for what's accused. Someone who has been lying, despicably so, and undercutting the country and completely ignoring their oath of office to the protection of the country. What then? What would your attitude be at that point? What will you say? Well, it'll never happen in the whole... No, no, no you, you're missing the point. My question is, what happens, what will you do, what will you say if it comes to pass that you've been wrong all this time and all these accusations have been right on the mark? How much crow is that going to be to eat? How many people are going to be absolutely thrown to the wolves? One way or another, there is going to be an incredible schism. And I'm afraid to see what's going to happen with that. Now, 
you guys know full well, I hold no love for the current occupier of the office of POTUS. But what's going to happen when that finally changes? I'm afraid. I'm afraid to see what happens. Because right now, there's a real good possibility that the office of president will be taken out. It's possible that the vice president could be taken out. And several layers down in succession. It's possible. It may even be likely at this point. All those people that have been rah-rahing the whole time, and it's time for them to eat crow. If that happens, where is that going to leave us as a people? I'm afraid to see what's going to happen with all of that pendulum swinging back the other way around. It's episode 239 on the docket, Your Honor. BBB MMMCCC, which stands for, and yes, this is true. Back in college, we had we had a thing. Myself, my then girlfriend, eventually my wife, her roommate, which was the reason why we met, and two friends that we met through it all. So I was the only guy with four girls and the running joke was that they were all sharing me, which no. Um, so it stood for bitch, 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 moan, 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 complain, complain, complain. That's all you ever fucking do. That was the line. So thank you, Nancy. Um, she doesn't know that I'm using this title, even though it's basically her line, but you know, tonight, like I said, it's just been so, so dense with so many things that have been going on that I really can't get outside of my own damn country. And you know how I like to try to pull from whatever is going on all over the world to try to have something worthwhile to talk about that we can all talk about that isn't about my country. And and before anybody goes ahead and says, me think the host doth protest too much. No, no, God, no. You know, two, 200 plus episodes in, I think I've got a pretty good feel on, you know, how to get stuff that we can all talk about that isn't specific to any one of us, usually. <clears throat> so anyway, the trouble so, is the U.S. Oh, I know. The, no, they yell the loudest. They, they wear their wounds on their sleeves the most, like... Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna feed another fed horse here. Yes, I'm leading up to something. Don't judge me, <laughs> Peter. Peter. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, we want to talk pain. We want to talk pain points. That's gonna be mine today. But no. Um. Well, if it's if it's something really quick before I you know before I f finish the other the other piece. Uh, no, like I, I was just gonna say. Um, like I said, when it comes to showing how wounded a country is. Um, you guys, you got this stuff on lock, man. I can't remember if it was a world series or some other sporting event where they wanted 
the Marines, like when they were doing the whole parade out there, uh, you know, where they have the flags and everything like that, they wanted that year to use the flag from the World Trade Center. Oh, yeah. And was it that or was it the 2012 Olympics? It was some major event where they were going to put that on display for the world to see to sort of show how much how much America is hurting and okay, look, it was a tragedy. I, okay. I was at work when it happened. I watched it live. I, I, I saw what happens when you have um, very small bandwidth, like CNN was crashing left, right, and center during that time. Um, I was consoling two people over instant messaging, one who lived in Texas, another one who lived somewhere else who were absolutely freaking out and I'm trying to keep them calm. But okay, uh, it's done. You're sad. You're angry. You've got a plan. You want to take, you, you want to take action. What that action is, whatever, you know, history will, we'll talk about that for a long time, but to constantly bring it up to, 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 put it out there to say, look what was done to us. You know, um, I hate to sound cynical, but, uh, the, the number of people that were lost in that event, Israel loses per week in suicide bombings. Let that sink in. So I, I'd say, okay, as far as, you know, terrorism goes, yeah, America got its cherry pop that day. Um, but yeah, like just, okay, fine. You, you got a splinter in your paw, quit, you know, pull it out and move on and, you know, get, go get mad at the tree. Don't, uh, that's why we're able to complain so much about the, that's why we talk so much about the U S is because y'all are the loudest, get, you're the loudest voice in the bunch. I'm sorry. You know, uh, it's. Nothing Although about it. it's, it's I, I, I do wish Joseph was here because um, the whole thing that's going on in France right now, that yeah. is interesting. Yeah. And we've got, uh, we've got, we got, uh, uh, I forgot who it was, but uh, if, forgive me right now. I'm having a hard time remembering a couple of pieces and, and there's somebody that's been chiming in on, uh, on the YouTube pages and, and thank you, by the way, I'll look up so I, I get your name properly, but it's actually been uh, specifically referencing to uh, Joseph for stuff and was wondering about that too. So I'll come back around to that. Anyway, uh, the question as far as to uh, what's going on with Rafe Badawi. Don't know. Don't know. And it's the density of it is annoying because as usual, we know full well that no news is standard the rumors that he may start getting whippings again are still out there. We don't know. And we know, of course, all too well that several billion dollar deal in arms from my government to the Saudi government is still on because, I mean, well, it's money. I mean, we can't hold up all that money for just one person and principles. Why should we do that? I'm sorry. Am, am I, am I kind of, Leading my political leanings here just a little bit? Yeah. Oh, well. Such is life. That in mind, 
as the recording of tonight's show, it is now six years, five months, 24 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family, man. We're still, we're still pulling. So, with that out of the way. With that out of the way, uh, you remember we guys saying about, um, about France, right? Yep. So, I'm going to post this link here. Uh, I was on Reddit today, and... Somebody well, showed a problem right there. Yeah. Why, why would yeah. you do something like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, sorry, you had to move the mic. Uh, somebody posted a video entitling it. What are you going to do? Shoot me. And it was one of the protesters. And they basically get shot by, uh, I'm guessing it's a canister grenade, uh, you know, smoke or beanbag grenade. One of the two, some, one of those things, you know, a non-lethal projectile just barely misses the boj or barely nicks the bojangles i mean this person's gimping away and um they they may walk funny for a while and uh somebody asked well hey what's the story and hug the bug which is the reddit handle uh about nine hours ago posted what's going on and uh mentioned that they're french they live near lyon and everyone's mistaken you know uh they say this person says we are not protesting for a few cents off the fuel bill we're not protesting because we want to pay less taxes we're protesting to be able to live decently this is starting to sound familiar folks we're protesting because we want the taxes to be applied equally to everyone hmm we're protesting because 10 years ago we put 400 billion I'm guessing that's euros, roughly, yeah. uh, to save banks. And last year, the government voted a pact, with quotations, with big companies saying, we will reduce your charges by $40 billion, but you must hire $1 million. Companies cashed in, didn't hire anybody. You know, this, again, is sounding very familiar. We're protesting because for 20 years, the government told us, buy diesel cars, it's safer, cheaper to use. And eh, not so familiar. And now diesel's more expensive than gasoline. Mm. Okay, it's more expensive than gasoline here. It's always been, or, well, as for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's always been here, but I think over there the opposite was true, obviously. Possibly. Depends on the infrastructure, of course. Mm. We're protesting because nurses have to take care of more, more than 50 patients at once for less than 1,200 pounds a month. Uh, even with exchange rates, that's a shit job. Uh, Sometimes, literally. Mm -hmm. We're protesting because every single law that is voted is voted in favor of the 1%. Mm -hmm. Again, all this is really sounding very familiar on this side of the pond. We're protesting because we're told that we, the people, don't know what's good for us, but that's normal. After all, we're the people we can't understand. Uh, that's a quotation by a government deputy, as it's indicated, but which deputy is not indicated. So that's something that's going to need like actual research we're protesting because mass medias are lying to our face okay yeah uh and then they cite a, a lie did you know that there were only 120,000 people protesting maximum and he says that's at least three times less than the real figures again uh this one is a, a kind of a source thing that we're going to need to figure out we're protesting because the only measure the government has taken until now is to freeze the fuel tax for six months and then imprisoning protesters 
with up to six months of jail time. Hmm. That one sounds weird. Um, we're protesting because we want to stop being F-bombed <laughs> all day long by bosses, investors, taxes, police, prices, state agencies. We're protesting because we're tired of being slaved. I could go on and on about this. Just remember, and this is in quotes, citing the Declaration of Rights of Man and Citizen from 1793. And I think this is a really good one. When the government violates the rights of the people, insurrection is, for the people and for each portion of the people, the most sacred of rights and the most indispensable of duties. I, 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 that's very eloquent. Well, funny enough, now you get your opportunity. And by the way, it was Randy that was commenting on the YouTube stuff earlier. I'm sorry, I forgot your name off the top of my head. There you go. You got your thing over there. And... Since you got, uh, since you wished upon, uh, a, I don't know, a, a genie being revamped, I guess. Joseph, you made it. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yep. we can now. Loud and clear. Good. So it's, it's working from the get go now. <sighs> Either that or you're speaking more from the diaphragm. Oh, uh, yeah. I had the worst cold. <laughs> possible yesterday i almost didn't make it at all today so uh, well, we're glad you're feeling better buddy yes. i'm not actually but <laughs> oh, we're glad you sound I'm, better <laughs> i'm very dying. resilient well in that case uh let me let me pass this over your way really quickly and if you need to go because you're not still doing real great you you pack up and you go Anyway. No, I'm here. So that, that was the hard part. You know, I try. I try to be nice. I really. I try to be nice. You know, screw you, man. Fine. I see how it is. So Tech was talking about uh, the what? Tech, tell tell him what you were talking about, and and now that he's here, you can actually get your 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 stuff. All right. So um, somebody posted a video of of the protests where a pro uh, on Reddit where a protester was standing out in the crowd and apparently, um, you know, doing what protesters do, protest. And uh, the title of the post on Reddit is, what are you going to do? Shoot me? And sure enough, the protester gets uh, shot right near the Bojangles with a non-lethal projectile. Gimps away, people laugh, but somebody asks, hey, what's the story? And hug the bug on Reddit uh, ends up giving this nice long of why we are protesting. We're not protesting because of fuel taxes. We're protesting because of all this other crap that goes in with it. You know, less taxes, I... living wages, government, you know, saving the companies, but still punishing the people. Are you talking about what's going on here in France? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. All the more reason why we're glad that you were able to make it at this point. You started without me. <laughs> we started without. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, to, to be fair, well, joking, the reason we did guys. this is we sent we sent up the flare. This was the um, oh god, the, the French equivalent of the bat signal, in, in hopes uh, that you would arrive. I'm I'm flattered. Okay. <laughs> don't don't be too flattered. It looks like a it looks like somebody holding up a, a bottle of wine. So it's it's really hard to make out. 
it's a beret and a baguette <laughs> projected on. I'm gonna so help me. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get it. I gotta get it. From what I was reading from it, it's sounding a lot like the crap that's going on here in the states. That's been going on in multiple countries for a very long time, as long as history can be told. Where the government ends up getting too big for its britches, and it starts screwing over the little people. Yeah, and the fact well, that you're the fact that you frame it like that, Tech, it gives me the impression that you know we're. It, it, things are cycling again. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, anybody, this, this part is to me interesting. Anybody that I come across who thinks that the United States government, the way it is today, will survive until the end of time is absolutely delusional. I have met people who think that our government is the best government in the world and our government will be here for centuries to come. <laughs> really? <laughs> you have not looked at history very well, my friend. You need well, to go back to school. Some well, last a, a thousand years or so, but none of them last. Yeah, Marcus sounds like a fanatic about Rome. Yeah, <laughs> not, nothing. None. No government lasts because they all eventually become some form of corruption. Well, yeah. you, well, well, you or can't they just get overthrown. Yep. In certain conditions, yeah, but it is history repeating. But it's funny because the the I think there's a lot of the same things going on in most of the world's governments. It's just in France, they were just more discreet about it, and um, I, it took uh, a lot longer to, uh, well, as the French here say, push the cork, pousser le bouchon, uh, to you know, too far for the people. Oh, well, here they call it the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, but they, they, you know, people tend to um, go without complaint here as long as they can. But when they do complain, they 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 don't go halfway. But just yeah. the United States, they're they're doing all the same things, but they're just <clears throat> they're sucking. They're they're, they're so um, overt about it. Yeah, they're not trying to hide it. Whereas in France, you know, all of this backroom petrol deals, it's going on in the back room. It's not it's not visible. Yeah. The only thing people see is what they see at the pump. Um, and I think part of that goes to what I, what I'd said earlier about the flag. Um, you know, when, when it comes to America wanting to show something, they don't, uh, they don't half it, or they, they don't want to, they, they want the, the world to, to focus on them. They, they, they want to be the spectacle. Yeah. Which is part of what I was talking about last week, you know, somehow or other just, we got we got to be the special, <clears throat> yeah. United United States or yeah. white helmet special. I think I think it's well. I don't know if it's we, about nationalism or not. It's just basically we can do whatever the fuck we want. The, the United know? States, um, they rem and being a member of it. My first impression when when compared to how other people in the world view us. My mental image of the United States is of the per the woman walking into a retail outlet with the I want to talk with your manager haircut, taking that exact attitude. Now, for anybody yeah. who's watching or listening who's been a retail slave or a member of the Retail Hell Underground or any of those sorts of things, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For anybody else, you're going to have to look it up. Could you elaborate a bit? 
All right, so there's a particular style of haircut that is very popular with what we call soccer moms here in the United States. And um, soccer moms is basically a generic term for any kind of uh, mom who is heavily involved in their children's sports. Now, normally you think sure. it's a good thing, but these are the kinds of moms who take it too far. The kind of parent who takes it way too bloody seriously and also takes themselves way too bloody seriously. And the, the middle... The, and and uh, uh, go ahead. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, the the so the middle class, you know, the average middle class conformist, um, you know, jumping through all the right hoops, mom. Um, yeah. and maybe yeah. I have to unpackage yeah. that a bit. <laughs> but I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know, you live in with you live with your community and all this, all these, these um, <clears throat> you know, follow following American morals, um. The average American, what? Yeah, I, I guess probably the best way of describing it would be if you were to try to picture what the cookie-cutter American mom would be. This is the, the, the joke. I'd like to speak to your manager haircut. It tends to be this kind of, uh, if, if not a, uh, a brunette or not a blonde, but you know, take brunette hair, blonde it, but have layers go through it or lines or whatever it's called you know what that um, is that is just a really sloppy version of the rachel <laughs> uh, anyway so, so that's in style now these are these are the kind of haircuts that a lot of the soccer moms tend to get not not all of them but a lot and what we a lot of us in the retail community speculate is that the reason why it's happening is um, because they all get together and they, you know, somebody, one of them is the alpha mom said, Hey, this is a great haircut. You should all go get it. And that kind of ended that. And it's been that way ever since. But oh, now you're getting <laughs> into the you're getting into the survive by imitation thing. Exactly. Going but, on about, yeah. But the thing is, is that they'll walk into a retail outlet and if they don't get either the product that they're looking for, because, you know, maybe it was a limit of 50 per store or they feel the price is not what it should be, or they feel that somebody didn't belittle themselves enough to make them feel important enough, they will immediately they start taking an attitude and demanding to talk to your manager, and they will you know, be mean and belittle the manager and belittle you and demand that you, know, you, you give them free stuff or that you get fired. I, I mean, it, it is horrible. It is every retail slave's nightmare to have somebody what they walk judge? through the door. How do they judge? What do they base that judgment on? Like the right product and the right price? Well, they basically heard it from somebody else. This product oh, it doesn't this matter. Price, right? It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The thing is, is that these, these people come through the door and they are very full of themselves. You need Pushing to understand you yep, you need to understand that you will never be as good as them, that you are beneath them, that they are doing you a favor by walking into your store, and that you need to do everything in your power to make it right, even though you have done nothing wrong. I wouldn't want customers like that. Yeah, well, guess what? In the United States, we're full of them. Yeah, yeah. And, I've, um, and when I when I yeah, look I saw at this what on... people say about us, the United States as a whole, um, so, in how we interact with other countries and everything else, we have one of those ladies in office right now. And I don't so, mean lady in a nice term either. If somebody sees something on television, I saw this product for this price on television. They walk into a store. If they don't get exactly the same thing, then 
the store is wrong. Oh, it's no, worse. not it's, just the store, the employee. It is, it is absolutely worse than that. They will have no lie. It is not unheard of to have people who are so self-entitled, so self-engrandized that they will have an absolute screaming fit meltdown oh, yeah. until they get what a tantrum. they want. A yep. tantrum. Exactly right. And a lot of corporations can't stand, they don't want the bad publicity. So what they'll do is they'll end up caving to the tantrums yep. and yep. which empowers them to do it again. And the worst part was there was a couple uh. years ago, one of the major news agencies around here was talking about how to get the best results when you went shopping. And one of them, one of them had said, and I, if I could have reached this through the screen and actually inflicted bodily harm, I would have done it. One of these ladies on television had mentioned that, you know, if you don't see a product out on the shelf and the employee tells you it's out of <coughs> stock, it's chances are is they actually still have one in the back. And if the employee says it's not, then ask to go get a manager and you'll probably get the one you need. And if they don't have it, they'll probably investigate into another store <coughs> to get it for you. So if you Saving can imagine drive. it, and I'm like, you son of a motherless goat. So what's going on in their head is they're they're basically saying, well, if you thought about it, if you want it, then it exists. Exactly. Hey, I used to have people come into the store and throw temper tantrums. Temper tantrums. Now I'm I'm not going to be afraid to say where I used to work because I don't work there anymore. I used to work for Best Buy. And because of what they have on file, I will never work for a Best Buy ever again. And I'm happy with that. They tried to break the rules and I caught them out on that many times, which is why they'll never rehire me. But um, I had a customer come in, a grown man, throw a temper tantrum because we didn't have a, uh, at the time we were selling VHS. So this tells you how long ago that was a VHS out yet. It wasn't supposed to release until Tuesday. Our shipment had come in. We had them in the back, but we could legally not sell them until Tuesday or till Thursday. Sorry. He threw a temper tantrum. He demanded we sell it to him. We demanded that uh, we take his money now and hold it for him later. He demanded everything until the cows came home. And, you know, there are people who think that the French protesters are like these idiots in our retail outlets. And they're not. They're they're not demanding that, oh. you know, hey, give us this DVD and give us this fuel at, at whatever price. They're demanding to be treated fairly, not not uh, given higher. Uh, what do they call it? Um, what's the word? God, bloody heck. Um, Compensation. No, no, no. They're, they're not asking to be treated privileged. They're asked to be treated fairly. I completely understand why the French are protesting. That's why we have people in our country protesting, not because so many of them are, are, are feeling the need to be privileged, but because, you know, a lot of kids coming out of college would actually like to get a job that they were you told the degree would promise them. Well, when I look at college rates, the college college tuition and all that there you guys should be fucking protesting every day no. there's it's unjustifiable the cost of it when i the big when the I, big thing I, though, tech yeah. when it comes to college degrees um i i want to just stick a caveat onto that uh if you grad if you graduate from a college or university with a mm, i'm gonna get in some hot water for saying this but a meaningful degree 
Yeah, no, I understand completely. Like, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm not going to give you any crap. I'm, I'm talking STEM related. I'm talking the, business related. Some kind of the quote, the quote yeah. unquote right degree. Yeah, something that was actually applied to a job, not not a liberal arts major, and then okay, what the I corporations want you to get, basically. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, move, keep keep it moving down. You know, and okay, so um, Joseph kind of hinted, uh, you know, what, what the corporations want. Okay, I got one of those. I went to school and I got sort of the the corporate right degree. I, I have a bachelor of science in computer information systems. Uh -huh. Okay, ba basically a, an equivalent of a comp sci degree from university. I work in a, in the tech sector. I I've worked as a system administrator for a company. I work as a software deployment specialist for another company right now. Mm. Um, and a lot of people could say, "Well, you're just a corporate sellout." Let me tell you something. Uh, my my psyche, my my mentality is. I can't live sort of the protest lifestyle. I'm not built for it. So if, if I'm a corporate sellout because I'm making X number of thousand dollars a year, I'm able to own my own home. I'm able to drive a car. I'm able to keep food in the fridge. You know what? Um, that's fine. You know, the, the, to me, that's, that's how I'm going to live. And if someone wants to call me a corporate sellout, well, you know what? Fine. You know, That's, go ahead and no, go no, ahead and eat your granola and 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 you know go go to your Planet Organic where you're going to be paying three times more for the same head of lettuce that I'm going to go buy at Walmart, and mm. mine's probably going to be fresher. <clears throat> damn it, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't insinuating that. I'm just saying the stage is set in a certain way. Would if you're going to play on it, then you know you got to yeah. do it. Um, and a lot of people, <clears throat> I'm sure you have an awareness that a lot of people don't. That you, the people aren't even. You know, yeah, aware that the stage is being set, so you know they can't be accused of uh, selling out because you know, um, for them it's the only way. And what I'm trying to say is, is that we have people in not just this country, but in other countries like France, for example, where they're doing the things that they're told. Hey, look, if you go get this type of degree, you're going to open up doors to this kind of job. Well, sure, if those kinds of jobs were actually properly paying employees and, and properly looking for people with those kinds of degrees and backgrounds rather than trying to squeeze blood from stone or otherwise. Or the um, whole unpaid internship thing. Yeah, oh. exactly. So yeah. I understand why France is, 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 uh, has so many people uh, protesting and it like the millennials in this country have had to learn a new uh, way of doing business. They've had to learn that look, Businesses no longer do retirement plans. Sure, 401k, but um, I left. Uh, let me. Uh, let's not get into that one. But the, the no thing is, is that for the millennials, they figured There's out no that pensions. the only way they could get proper raises, living wage raises, was after they had a year or two with one company under their belt, they'd go get a job with another company. And so you've got millennials who have resumes that look like they're skipping jobs every one, two year to another company. And that is because to do, if they do that, they get anywhere from five to 15% raises, where if they were staying with the company, they might get 1% raise or a fraction of 1%. There's no company rewarding loyalty to their employees anymore. Well, and is that, is that for real? There's no pensions anymore. 
There's no, no pensions well, anymore. No, no, no. There's no well, pensions, dude. Oh, well, okay. You guys should be fucking protesting. It I mean, depends on the company. We yeah. we demonized unions, uh, Joe, back in. Um, oh, yeah, I know. I'm not aware of that. Yeah. yeah. And because yeah. of that, that's part of the reason why companies have such control today. Because right. I, I remember um, talking about how uh, when I was in the retail sector, uh, retail people should form their own unions. And I, I'll tell you what, I <laughs> you would have thought I had killed somebody's kid. Yeah. Management a- through a fit. Yeah, real, real quickly, uh, as far as to, uh, are there not pensions? Okay, first off, you got to be invested in a company for a while, typically, down here, for several years before you can even be eligible for. So it's private. It, usually, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Most is, companies don't even offer them anymore at all, though. Well, no, because... If you tried that, if you tried that shit here in France, you, you want to see protests... I mean, yeah. um, well, yeah. the government here is "quote unquote" socialist, but I mean, it's you know, it's the government, the caretaker do, of that. Do you, okay. So, do you have paternity leave in France? As oh a God, yeah. Even okay. for men now. In, in the United States of America, maternity leave is a given. Paternity leave is not. My company offers paternity leave, same amount as maternity leave. Is completely unheard of in the government sector that I'm working in right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, even even holidays. You have two weeks holidays here. Here we have. You we have, have to earn your pay. Three months or two months altogether. Three months with the the. There wow, are other countries that when you first sign up for your job, you're you're automatically given uh, availability of vacation time and everything else. Here in the states, if you don't put your time in, you don't get time off. Sure, government uh, mandated holidays are mandatory. Everything else, <laughs> not a chance. You yeah, gotta earn so- it. Let me let me let me kind of pull a couple of things, uh, a couple of threads together because uh, I want to get back to because uh, by the way, Trippin over on the live, hi, and Shauna, I did see you over there too. Uh, Trippin had uh, had kind of asked a little bit more about the uh, uh, the protesting thing, and I want to actually get back into that. But uh, as far as to the um, what the hell was it? Uh, the um, uh, retirement plans, pensions. Okay. We have 401k. Uh, yeah. Now, the companies that will offer pensions through themselves typically have to be bigger yeah. in order to in order to invest into that because of the investment, the 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 monetary investment. But the problem is, a lot of these investments for these pension plans also end up going through the stock markets. Which means if the stock market is suddenly dropping in in thousand dollar uh, thousand points over the course of a week, people literally see their retirement funds Dry dwindle up. and disappear, yeah. which is part you of you can lose happening. it. They they gamble your your retirement yes, away. Which, and that's, yeah. that should the be, thought of which just makes me it livid, should be livid. illegal. Welcome yeah. to America. No, yeah. uh, that's no. Like I said, that that practice. I mean, I understand the potential benefit in that you, you know, if your stocks ride high, you get, no, if your stocks ride high, you do get a massive injection and your pensioners are going to be very happy. 
Yeah, but do the profits the profits from that? Wait a second, just to be clear, because the profits from that, because normally the 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 company has a pension fund. Yeah, and the profits from that normally it's the company that profits before the 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 pension e does. Well, mm, well, it's, it's treated like an account, like an he, investment almost. He, he, here's the thing: these larger companies, any profits will typically go to the upper ups in the organization first and foremost, mm -hmm. before it piddles down to everybody else. Just Hence, hearing about that just makes me angry. Oh, and yeah. the the other ploy too, Joseph, is if someone is getting close to retirement, like you know, some places will have retirement if you've been there twenty years, thirty years. They'll wait till you've been there like eighteen years, and they'll let you go. That way, they don't you know, have the, to pay your retirement. Yeah, so the that, only reason this still exists is that people are accepting it. Because if people yeah, wouldn't yeah. accept it, they wouldn't do it anymore. And True. this is this didn't happen overnight. No, and this is a whole huge catch-22. Well, if you don't want it, don't work for those companies. But you need to work for a company in order to earn some money, but yeah. you're going to end up working for the companies because yeah, everybody's doing the same damn thing You end anyway. up basically trying to look for the lesser of all evils. Yeah. Now, if you want to survive on the set, you know, the stage is set. But if you want to survive, well, you have a choice to partake or not. You know, most of yeah. the time. See, yeah, I'm, I'm unless very, you're lucky enough to, um, I'm be very rich grateful. enough to operate. Yeah, like I'm, I'm very well, grateful. You, it to looks like you, and it looks like you're doing a job that you like. That's part of it. Um, but every year there is a bonus. So if you like um, it and it's within the 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 outline set, um, then yeah. why the fuck not? You know. Yeah, but like um. But, a lot of people are in your position, though. They're doing jobs that they hate, and they just do it because I have to eat. they were told it was the right thing to do, you know? No, or, no, or, no or it's the only option they have. What Bridget's told, uh, just said, actually. In this country, what? a lot of people are doing jobs they don't like because it's the only way they can put food on the table or put a roof over their head. Yeah, that's what I was minimum saying. Because minimum wage, it was originally designed. It was originally designed as a living wage. And that's what we've forgotten as a country. We have forgotten that minimum wage was mandated originally so that people could, one, one adult could work one full-time job at minimum wage, have a car in the driveway and a roof over the head and food on the table. And the other parent could stay home with the kids. That was what a minimum wage was designed to cover. And while inflation has gone up, minimum wage has not kept pace. Right now, I, I, I don't, I don't want to make this more complicated, but I, I really think there's, um, you have to add surevaluation. Is that a word in English? Or in, <laughs> sur, uh, surevaluation, which means overvaluing things, like overvalued homes and things yeah. like that. I mean, I really get the impression that people don't have any real idea of the real value of what they own, like their car and all that. And there their, was, well, when your car's designed to break down in <clears throat> anywhere from random number between three and 10 years, uh, what's the value of the car at that point? Well, whatever they say it is when you're, when your car is yeah. designed with better uh, safety systems that unfortunately, while they do save your life, they cause a massive amount of repair costs to the car to fix after the accident. Now, granted, 
I'd rather have my car go the way of the dinosaur um, after a car accident and have it save my life than it be much more less um, prone to falling apart after an accident and have me, uh, well, dead. Yeah, Dallin, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss it back over to you so you could finish up whatever that thought was. But I still want to kind of come back to uh, talk with Joseph a little bit more about uh, uh, the the protests over there, and then we'll kind of move on to yeah, some other piece. Like the, the the company I work for, we don't have a pension plan per se, but I make enough that I can contribute to my own. Uh, we call it RSP, uh, retirement savings plan. You guys call it a four hundred one k. It's kind of it's the same thing. Basically, it's done by the bank. Um, they invest whatever I contribute, and then the interest gets poured back into my my account uh, quarterly. Um, we get bonuses every year, depending on how well we've done. Uh, in the seven years I've worked there, there's always been a bonus. Um, for some of us that um, make, th- there are people who do make insane amounts of cash in that place. Uh, if you, if you're above a certain pay grade and you make a certain bonus level, you actually have to, they invest half of your bonus into the company stock. Um, and just so you know, that company stock, uh, we get a ticker on it every day has gone from, uh, 860 per share to over a thousand per share in just the past eight months. So we're doing pretty good. That sounds um, like a cool plan. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, because you're invested yeah. in your company. You're like yeah. invested like in all sense of the term. Uh, we have, um, and I can speak from experience on this, we have a brilliant healthcare plan. I should know because I abused the hell out of it last year. Let's <laughs> not call it abuse. You used no. what was given to you and yes. thank everybody that yeah. they actually were able to do it. There was, um, I'm pretty sure if I'd been in a U.S. company, when all of that happened, I would not be here right now, or I would still be hooked up to a thousand and one things because they may have screwed something up. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I talk to people who have, you know, fairly technical jobs down in the States. And I ask, you know, just offhand, you know, what's, what are you making? And they tell me, I'm just like, how do you live? You know, or, or I, you know, and, and this one here, I, I talked to somebody who was looking to work as a server at a restaurant in, um, in Pennsylvania, $2 and 50 cents per hour was the wage. Jesus. The expectation yep. being that because you're a server, therefore you have to be, you know, the Prozac poster child. You got to always be happy. You got to be courteous. You got to suck up so that the money you make on your tips is how you live. That's evil. I mean, that's the, that's the restaurant owner setting the customer against the, the person working. And that is why I, whenever I travel now, well, I don't go there anyway, but, um, I will never, uh, eat or drink at a steak and shake ever again. So if, if any of you guys know the name of that restaurant, now you know that uh, they're, I don't know if it's per franchise or if that's the way the company goes, but um, yeah, any company that would do that, like 
I made more money shoveling sidewalks when I was a kid than what a full-grown adult is doing serving some of the most self-entitled piece of crap specimens of humanity uh, in, in a place like that. You know, it's and it's it's kind of sad because their milkshakes are actually pretty good, but uh sorry. Um I, I've made if this is how you treat your if this is how you treat the people who work for you, um yeah, we're done. That's with any restaurant though, just about yeah, well, just about any business. Like I've made this analogy before, but um it's not an analogy per se, but you know, back in the days of slavery, you had the uh the, the plantation owner providing shitty food and shitty lodgings um to to people that work basically for free and his yeah. his part of the bargain was the shitty food and shitty log lodgings and that was back in the days of slavery but now these days you've got people working two three part-time jobs and they even with that they can't afford shitty food and shitty lodgings yeah. so like i mean you know go figure and and yet employment figures are up this is the biggest if you ask me this is one of the biggest smoke screens i've ever heard they're, they're okay. including part-time work in there. The, the they people are. Who, yeah, if they, they are, then it's a bald-faced lie. It's like, and everybody's well, yeah, look how good our job numbers are. Yeah, that yeah. person there is making a grand total of seven fifty an hour across four jobs, having to work mm -hmm. 23 and a half hours a day. Yeah. How is that just, good? Well, no, no, not always, because nowadays, since, since uh, quote-unquote Obamacare came out, um, there's the new tactic of uh, giving your employee... Yeah, giving your employee just not enough hours to qualify for it. Permanent part-time. I've heard that one, too. There's a yeah. grocery chain up here. My ex-wife worked for it. Um, for the first two or three years, she was working what's called permanent part-time, which was uh, 38 hours a week, and you needed 40 to qualify for in-store for company benefits. That's evil. That's um, just evil, because we don't yeah. want to pay health care. That's all. And we I don't want to the, pay um, I went to, to um, now the thing with, with this particular chain is that they do have, they have these open forms, these AGMs every year, um, these general meetings. And I went to one once and the, uh, the board was basically up on the stage and wow. Uh, I don't know if they actually changed their tune, but um, I know that after not too, not long after that particular AGM, uh, we started getting benefits on both sides. So I would get from my company, she would get from hers. Um, and between the two of us, we still had really shitty dental, but you have shitty dental all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you get everything else, like uh, prescription drugs. Um, I only pay the dispensing fee. And that's been my way for my entire employed life. So, okay, my blood pressure medication for three months at a time, it would retail for about $500. I pay 15 because my health plan covers the rest. I just cover what the store charges to take it out of the big bottle, measure it, you know, the way the far, you know, you see the pharmacologist, you know, they like, you know, take the little scraper and scrape it into the, into the bottle, yep. uh, put the cotton in, put the label on it. Um, it's almost exactly it. like that in France. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I pay the dispensing fee, but that's all I pay. Um, now, the drug that I was on last year, the the one that I was, I never, I don't think you guys ever saw that thing that was in my arm. Um, 
that was different because that was a drug that wasn't covered by my insurance because it was a relatively new drug. And because I have a condition where the standard protocol does a number on my kidneys, that's why I had to go to this other one. And that one, well, I'm still paying it off, but, um, cause that one, there was 14, 1500 a week. Mm. And that was for, that was for seven bags of this stuff that had to be administered by a home care nurse, uh, every day. This is why I was home for, for two months. And this was just them trying to get rid of the last of the abscess. I mean, the only reason I was in for so long was because they were trying to get the abscess down to a point where it could be managed by third party, uh, a third party nurse and not by the hospital. Cause they, they said, yeah, you know what? We can let you go tomorrow. Um, you will be broke and you will be dead in two months because of the, the price of the drugs and the fact that you won't be able to afford them for what it's worth, by the way. Um, I forget what the dollar figure was for Fujin when uh, we yeah. were suggested for the experimental side, but um, yeah, it would have been a, a huge amount of money, but you kind of take stuff like that with the idea of if it works, you pay it off because you're theoretically going to be healthy enough to go back into working again, hopefully in a field that you don't have to do a lot of physical stuff and you can use more of your brain, which, you know, business, you can get away with that versus if it don't, well, you've got the um, life insurance policy to pay it off, which, you know, it's it's scary to think about stuff like that, but that's basically where that was. Yeah. I want to I want to get back over for uh, for this thing with uh, with France because um, not because I specifically want to harp on this one uh, or or you know keep looping back over to this, but there there are pieces about it that I, I want to try to make sure that we've got out of here, uh, which gives me an opportunity to not have to bitch about anything right now because. I, I got I got two damn many things that have been running through my head. Uh, plus, by the way, over there on the uh, uh, on the chat, the idea of uh, counting people who are uh, let's see tripping uh, now are they counting those getting assistance alone or those not collecting anything as unemployed? You know, if there's one thing that I learned from my wife when she was doing the uh, the account management thing, numbers don't lie but you can make the data say anything you want if you put stuff in the right position. Mm -hmm. Cherry picking, partial reality. We're going to take those numbers, but not those. Well, well, to, how do you think it. employment numbers in, the, in this country go up? It's real easy. When you have one person working one job, that's one person working one job. One person's employed. When you have one person working two part-time jobs, that's one person working two jobs, but they count it as, hey, look, we filled two jobs. Employment is up in this country. That can happen, and I don't and that's know. That's part of how the numbers are generated, in part. Be it as it may. So, uh, Joseph, as far as... Uh, I know we've, we've, we've talked before uh, that, you know, you don't exactly follow the news quite that closely, but I'm... 
I guess uh, kind of wondering how much information you've really got for what the protests have been at this point and what what kind of a feel you've got for what they're talking about, what the climate's been, how, how I mean, we're not talking about anybody getting shot and, and killed at a protest or tear gassed or anything like that, right? Yeah, they just happened yesterday, and I have yet. Actually, I just woke up, so I have yet to to see what happened. Because normally, where all the news is, it's it's not in the protest itself; it's in the aftermath, all the fucking looters that comes after that that follow the um, the um, the cortege or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know where to start, but. You know, the one thing they call them the gilet jaune, the 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 yellow vests, right? Yellow jackets. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, anyways, <laughs> I don't know if I should call them that. Well, no, that's but, that's that's. that's but the demands are their demands. They're trying everything at once. Their demands are so many and so diverse, and um, there's even factions who want different things. So it's not really quite as organized as what we would typically have expected a quote-unquote protest to be. It's just more a matter of... The, the, it, it is a protest, but it's basically a loose association of people who are pissed off about so many different damn things that who knows what they really want because there's so many things. Yeah, that's that's it. Anyways, that's the message we're getting through the media anyways. Because... um they're not really getting into the uh the the actual reason for the protest strangely they don't get into discussing it they just have the reclamations of each faction they did list the reclamations and uh and uh, that's about it and then they go straight to uh talking about the looters joy and all the damage done uh th let me let me kind of tag on to a, a little piece of that. The idea of uh, people looting at a uh, at a protest or after a protest, things get bad and storefronts get broken through and the whole thing. You get the idea. I kind of wonder a little bit about the idea. This has gone through my head a couple of times before. If there wasn't quite nearly so much of a disparity between the haves and have-nots of various things, would looting really be a thing? And before anybody goes ahead and starts giving me shit about, well, now you're talking about communism or socialism or whatever other ism, I'm not even going down that route, uh, going down that route. I'm just thinking of it from the terms of <clears throat> if there was much less we don't have and you do or they do and we do not or whichever way it's going to my head. I've come I understand what you're saying. Statistically speaking, when there's less gap between the haves and the haves nots, when they're, when it's more of a nice gentle wave uh, in terms of variance rather than sharp peaks and, and dips, um, statistically the societies tend to be 
a little bit more stable, a little less violent, a little uh, more organized, more respectful of uh, each other and laws and so on and so forth. But when you have these large, huge differences between the haves and the have-nots to the point of where, you know, they're looking up going, why are these people who are making millions of dollars telling me that I can pull on my bootstraps, which are broken, and be rich like them? Especially when it's a second or third generation person saying that who didn't have to work a single day to earn any of it. Right. Oh, I started my own company without any funds. Really? You borrowed millions of dollars. Stop From saying your that. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Stop oh. saying that crap. Well, the other one I like too is, well, the wall will pay for itself. All we have to do is cut social security. Hey, here's an idea. <laughs> How about cut a little bit off the military? See, I was, I was, I was waiting. That's yeah. the easiest way to get uh, a Republican, to, uh, is somebody here in the States to vote Republican. You don't want to mess with those, quote unquote, American interests in other countries. Like, I, like I've said before. Uh, that they never I describe. Do the, I do work in the government sector. And cutting government jobs would definitely uh, or potentially affect me. But you know what? If it meant that millions of people in this country didn't have to go home uh, and wonder, will they have a roof over their heads tomorrow or enough money to put gas in the car or whatever, because they're working two part, you know, two part time jobs because the companies who are, you know, employing them know that if they do give them full time hours, then they'll have to pay benefits, you know, that kind of crap, which does happen. Just ask a Walmart employee. Well, yep. and, um, I'd rather they didn't have to worry. I, I'd be willing to lose my job and have to go find something else uh, in, in that respect. Yeah, I'm willing to pay that price. And I have a child. Yeah. We don't, okay. Here's one. If I'm willing to, then there's others that are too. Yeah. There was one I, I heard recently, and this was from a, um, a, a YouTube content creator who was saying like it's, it's part of the new paradigm these days is, is that today, these days, you have some of the best opportunities for entrepreneurship, you know, to, to start your own thing, because, you know, you can, if you've got a camera and you've got something to say, and you've got, you know, if you got something relevant, you want to talk about, you can like start a YouTube channel and gain a following. And, you know, then you can switch over to Patreon after a certain amount of time. And, you know, if if you're good, I mean, let's face it, um, content creation on any platform is a very niche market. Um, <laughs> wow, man. You know, geez, thanks. You know, I'm trying no, no. so hard over here. You're pissing down. My, you know, no, look, it is a niche market. Let's face it. No, I'm, I, you he, know, he's, he's absolutely right. I'm just giving him shit because I you know, it, it's like I said, it's like I used to tell guys at, the, at our, our old podcast meetups. And these guys were, were a hell of a bunch. Podcasting is a niche market. Podcasting is an author, an even more niche market. Podcasting is a furry author. Okay, that's the slice of the pie graph you just can't see even without even with a microscope. So the thing is, the, the more specialized you get, like you're already, if you're going into content creation, yes, it can be lucrative, but you got to work for it. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is that Yes, you you can be a media superstar on YouTube, but you got to work. For, you, you still got to work your ass off. 
And you, if if I can, um, <clears throat> yeah. But it's funny if you go into that. I mean, you're either you're one of. I don't mean to overgeneralize, but one of two categories: either you're doing something uh, in a podcast that everybody already wants, mm-hmm. and you're subscribing to that message, you know, and um, you know, like Ruben tries to do, um, but yeah. um, <laughs> he tries to please everybody. Um, but and or you've got uh, what you're talking about the niche market. Um, you know, if you're you're dealing on any topic that asks your audience to think for themselves about what you're saying um you've already you're already in a niche market <laughs> so yeah no I- exactly but uh, and you have something different you have something original different from the others but yeah. when most of the population all they want is the same as what everybody else has already got and already saying and so you're but, kind of condemning condemning yourself to the outskirts yeah but just where, where the guy was talking about he, he was saying that you know like there's there's all kinds of um, because of technology, because of the internet, there is a lot more opportunity for people to make money without, you know, having to sell your soul to some heartless corporation. Now, the possibility is there, but it doesn't. That's not the success part. Well, exactly, and, and that's the what technology to... gives the the tools for that. But yeah, um, but, the okay, success but... part's something else. Yeah. Like I've got, I've got tools. I've got a recording system here. I've got a, a fairly decent mic. I think I sound okay. Scratchy throat, notwithstanding. He's got two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, pretty much. Well, okay, without me, without the two turntables. But the fact is, yeah, I've got all these tools. But what you know, you, you sit down in front of the microphone, like, okay, today we're gonna podcast. What are we gonna talk about? Insert sound of crickets here. You know, it's super important to you, but strangely, it's falling flat for everybody. And you, you know, I spent years, years, years trying to get it. Why don't people find this interesting? It concerns their fucking life, you know. If we're going to talk about things like, uh, like uh, protests and things like that, see, the thing is, is it can boil down to any number of reasons. It could be maybe your voice, for example, uh, case in point, I mentioned Markiplier before. Markiplier, uh, has this amazing. Uh, tenor crossover baritone to his voice and he can hit some really nice bass ranges so from a musical standpoint uh, as, as somebody did a lot of uh, choir for a long time he has a wonderful vocal range that is appealing to the human ear in terms of masculine voices so but- listening to him talk about just about any damn thing is actually very pleasant yeah so your voice could literally be the thing that makes or breaks your podcast, regardless of content. You could be talking could be about the-, the most important thing in the world. And if your voice is this high pitch, really thingy, people are going to turn you off in a heartbeat. Unless That's you're Jack part of it. Okay. Let's, let's, what, let's, what let's, sort of, what part of the population does that appeal to? Because I really think it's that, that kind of thing is super important for um, the people who are, who just want to hear the same thing. They want to hear the authoritative tones. And what does this represent? These tones like this, it represents authority, assurance, self-assurance. Not um, necessarily. Certi- it can also be certitude. relaxation. It, and they it, want to hear certitude. Well, that's also it. Because if you're not stressed out about what you're talking about, it means you have a certain degree of certitude. That's what you're relaying in a voice. What, like I'm, what I'm talking about is listening to Mark, Markiplier's voice. His tone is 
soothing and relaxing. So maybe somebody had a bad day at work and they just want to de-stress and they want to listen to somebody who has a calm, relaxing voice that eases the tension out of them. And they turn one of his videos on. It doesn't matter what he's talking about. He could be talking about the latest inflation rates or latest video game. It's just soothing. It doesn't matter what he's talking about? Yeah. It's, what, well, kind of the parted, what kind of the population, what sort of person would... There are lots of tension? people that do that. Yeah, that's exactly the problem. Like, for example, like no, it's, Sam, it's ha Sam Harris. Response. Sam Harris, like he does this super annoying thing that many people who actually think about what they say, you know, all these pauses and like that, it the, the super annoying. And I think to the average, like uh, your, you know, people who are used to listening to the the, the local DJ, or whatever. Um, they would find that super annoying, but for for me, anyways, I can only speak for myself. It's the content of what he's saying that's super important. There's another podcast called uh, "In the In the Beehive," in the hive, into the hive, or something like that. And the, the host—I don't want to say his voice is annoying, but I mean, um, it's uh, well, it's got a timber. Um, mm -hmm. It can be kind of grating at times, you know, kind of um, almost. Yeah, I don't. I, well, we're on air. I don't want to criticize this guy. I, think, I, I love his content. I pay less attention to his voice. So I think you're talking about a certain part of the population. I, I, I think there's 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 a balance here. There's um, a, yeah. There's, oh, there's, in everything. Yeah, but you're looking at sort of content versus delivery. Like if you if you really love the content, um, if what they're saying is interesting, then I think you're willing to put up with uh, a voice that. Might like like you said, might be a little bit grating. On the other hand, um, you know, kind of, kind of like what Tech said, you know, some people have that kind of voice. Uh, apparently, somebody thought I did, and I'm not entirely sure what they were drinking when they told me that. Um, yeah, <laughs> at any I'm rate, I'm sure you could do that DJ voice very well. I'm sure oh, I, I do the DJ voice every every Sunday, and sometimes on Fridays when I'm trying to rebuke Joey on something. Um, <laughs> But you know the funny thing is, I was talking with a with a voice coach not too long ago, and apparently the classic DJ voice, you know the you're listening to KXLY nine sixty FM the Bear, uh, the, that the, kind of stuff? yeah the 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 over the top seventies WKRP kind uh, yeah, of yeah I but, but, but apparently a, but apparently a lot of that or the, the marketing voice, you know the um okay like some of the stuff I've had to do for work. You know, they've, uh, I've actually got, I got uh, nailed on one of them to say like, yeah, you're, you're sounding a little kind of old timey DJ. And apparently that kind of stuff is on their way out. So what they asked oh. me to do was, you know, can you, can you liven it up a little bit? I'm like, what the hell am I channel Walter Cronkite over here? You know, um, and it, it turns out like, maybe, <laughs> uh, well, no, I actually, uh, what it was, was, uh, I was, I had to project that I was a little more hyped about the product that I was. Now, oh. the thing is, no, but as someone who's going to be deploying this product in the next couple of months, uh, it's something to get hyped over because I was looking at it. It actually is pretty damn cool. It's it's an Android app for whatever. Um, but I didn't know about it at the time. So basically, they handed me a script like, yeah, we're going to be releasing this in four months. Can you can you hype this? I'm like, so I gave it a straight read. They said, no, nah, can you make it sound a little more exciting? So I did, you know, but, um, but yeah, this voice coach, what they told me is that the classic DJ voice is apparently not what a lot of 
voiceover people are looking for these days, which scared the hell out of me because I was thinking, you know, maybe I could break into this. Yeah. May, may I? Please. There, there are some people who are going to recognize what I'm going to, uh, what I'm going to read off because it's, it's something from uh, a group that I do for. And for those of you that are kind of wondering, may, maybe you don't necessarily recognize it. I think it sounds a little something like this. It's a gorgeous clear night in Cincinnati, Ohio. We've got a wonderful show for you folks. You're listening to WKR Peach Fuzz Radio. I'm your host, Hallie Fever. We're going to put some groove in your moves, some soul in your steps. Don't touch that dial. Stay with us a little while, ladies and gents. Welcome back to 1987. And always remember, eggs ain't groceries, grits ain't poultry. And the Lisa was a man. Now, oh my God, I haven't heard that in years, man. <laughs> yes. Now, I want you to, I, I want you guys to, to remember. That's, uh, I'm, I'm kind of not really getting into it quite enough to get it right. So uh, I'm going to close the office door, and you're gonna, you're gonna find out why in just a second. Trust me. I'll, I'll explain why. Just, just give three seconds. <laughs> There we go. Okay, now. Are you going to do a Wilhelm? Worse. Now, that was with my microphone set at zero reverb. Now, when I do when I DJ, I have a, I have a reverb I coil reverb setting on my mixer for this microphone because this microphone needs because uh, it's an XLR. For those of you that know the techie <laughs> stuff, cool. If you don't know the techie weenie stuff, don't worry about it. Normally, when I'm DJing, I have the coil reverb set to about this point right here, which gives you that 70s, 80s kind of, this is what you'd expect to hear a DJ's voice to have on FM radio back in the day. Good enough with me so far? Now, that's an okay sounding voice. And now it sounds a little bit better because it's got a little bit of reverb, gets a little bit more than deep. And I want you to remember that what I'm about to redo for you at this point would be a completely valid, people would actually listen to this, and I can prove it in a second. It's a beautiful day in Cincinnati. We've got a wonderful show for you folks. You're listening to WK. Okay, you get, you get, you get the idea. I can I can prove to you that people oh would actually listen to Gilbert freaking Gottfried on the radio because people bought the record of freaking Tiny Tim. If that doesn't prove to you that people will listen to almost freaking anything, yes. I think that that pretty well proves it. And if you don't believe me still at that point, I challenge you. I freaking challenge you to sit through the entire, I forget how long it is, the entire uh, cover of Tainted Love as done by Coil in 1985. Screw y'all. <sighs> don't do it unless you know what the hell you're getting yourself into. Because the quickest way to make that song end is to slit your wrists because that's the quickest way to make the song end. 
by the way, uh, Brid Bridget, it, mm. it's 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 down the street, not across the road. If you want to do it right, right? I don't know. Slit me, don't you? Oh, don't, yeah. Don't, okay, I was like, what is, what is he talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that, that took about three seconds. The, the fact that I know that scares me. Um, that well, just went over my head when you first said yeah. it. I was like, what is he talking about? Uh, you know, the, the second you started that, the, the first thing that popped into my head when you're saying that people listen to anything with a particular voice. Of course, I go back to the YouTube video of Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, God, yeah. You, it, it, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. It, it, did, but, did you did you did you see though the the twenty minutes of Gilbert Gottfried answering? Um, he was the last square for Hollywood Squares, and they kept coming back to him because nobody could get the answer right with him. And every time the person got it wrong, yo fool. <laughs> Some people don't know this one. Uh, yeah. Maybe I should link that one. Actually, you know what? I should link the both of those. Oh crap! I can't. Believe but um, anyway, but no. Like getting back to it, it was like the, this person who kept talking about entrepreneurship and that you know the the internet has all these possibilities. Yes, it does. But you know what? There's um, there's all kinds of possibilities for operating heavy machinery. I'm not cut out for that. There's plenty of opportunity for, you know, so many other things that, you know, personally, I'm not cut out for. So just because the internet is there and that the, there is opportunity, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the ultimate solution for everybody. For instance, Dallin is not cut out to do uh, operations on a grape. Keep that in mind. You're welcome. Yeah, I... Uh... I was waiting for I was waiting for Bridge to actually start laughing at me and just or groan. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, like I've like me, I want to. Um, I'm working on a project right now to eventually get back into podcasting starting in January. Uh, I've got a shit ton of content I got to build up before I do that, and hopefully, it's going to um, you know incentivize me to keep going because well, you know what they say: motivation gets you started, habit is what keeps you going. If I can turn this into a habit, you know, so much the better. Cause then that means that I've actually got some kind of discipline going on. Um, yeah, Stephanie, we will always need plumbers. That's true. Um, and, and I want to sir, this is something else I want to circle on. Yeah. Audio hooker feelless. You know me too well. <laughs> you call him our audio bitch for a reason. The oh. reason is because he called himself that. So you know what? You can't, you got nobody to blame yourself. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, um, the other thing too, is I want to touch on what Stephanie said. We will always need plumbers. We will always need tradespeople, mm -hmm. construction, welding, plumbing. Um, I know the guys who do the roads. I know that they're in some kind of trade too. I just, I can't remember the name of it. Forgive me. Uh, you guys do awesome work. My car thanks you. Um, mechanics, electricians. Uh, who else? Did I miss anybody? Crane operators. Jesus, my, my nephew's a crane operator. But basically, not your office job. You know, if if you're going to college because it's the thing to do, but the only thing you're going to walk out of there with is a liberal arts degree because, you know, 
Maybe you don't have the math skills for STEM. Maybe you don't have the interest for, for comm sci. You know, I, I know, the, amazingly enough, I know a lot of people, they'll use a computer at work, but 501, they don't want to know a keyboard. Uh, there are days I wish I was like that. Um, if you're good with your hands, you know, if, if you like working that way, it can be, working in a trade can be lucrative and even more so because most of the trades are unionized. And they will fight for you to have a safe work environment, as safe as they can make it with, with the equipment. You will be compensated adequately. Like you will make good cash. You'll work for it, but you'll make good cash. You know, I, I, I worked with tradespeople um, years ago, back when I was um, working in a smelter. And these guys were making absolutely incredible amounts of money and the work they did was, well, I'm pretty sure I did a, I worked a lot harder than they did in terms of physicality, but they were out there making sure that the systems were running properly, that, um, you know, if something broke that they, they had to, they had to get out there and fix it. And trust me, when you're working in a place that has molten metal spewing all over the place, um, your risk factor increases considerably, especially if you're having to deal with something mechanical. Uh, let's say you're repairing a crane. <clears throat> okay, the cranes they had in that place were not the kind that moved around. They were on the ceiling, on rails, back and forth. These things were able to carry up to 10 tons of material at any one time. So you are 50, 60 feet in the air having to fix something. Yes, you've got a safety line, but uh, if you've ever, if you ever had a, a waste-mounted safety line... Yeah, you'll fall. You'll get caught. You, you you won't fall to the ground. But when that belt tightens around your waist and you kind of kind of go and irk, you kind of wish you would. Uh, it's not it's it's not fun. But at the end of the day, that paycheck I would I would dare say would be on par with someone who worked in an office. If you've got Is the him? piece of paper that says you are certified to do this. Isn't that the kind of job that's being shipped overseas, though? Like when I look at the the China industry, um, I had an experience re recently. I was looking into it, anyways. Um, like for example, something as simple as um, the price of scaffolding here in France. Mm -hmm. It's outrageous the the price for for what it is. And now with the internet, you have the option. Um, you can go directly to China and order it from there for like dirt cheap, like two tons of scaffolding material. Okay, um, well, okay, fine. Imagine that, all the factories and the logistics and everything behind all that. They've well, got all that there. Yeah, that, that's fine with the scaffolding, but the fact is the scaffolding gets to France. Uh, it gets erected, but then you still need tradespeople to take advantage of said scaffolding to do the job. I, I guess is where I'm going with it, is, is that... That's where the prices, that's where the outrageous prices come from, actually. Yeah. But it's just that if you're, if you feel that you're being pressured to go into college or something because, you know, it's, it's expected or something like that. And if you're, if you're much more comfortable, you know, working with your hands, working with wood, working with metal, I would strongly, hell, if you're good at cooking, I'd recommend go to a school, go to a trade school. 
because I, I, you'll be happier. Um, oh. I think there's more opportunities now for, for trades workers than there are for so-called college graduates nowadays. Do they have technical colleges in the US like they do in Canada? I went to a technical college too for architecture. Mm -hmm. They do in some uh, cases. It's not a college per se. It's it's actually yeah. before college. There, there are technical institutes and such, but the thing is, is that they're not set up in such a way that many other countries have them set up where it's, you know, um, relatively inexpensive <clears throat> and some countries actually will sponsor their technical uh, institutes or colleges so that people can get into a trade mm -hmm. and not have to worry about, well, what are they going to do for money while they're apprenticing and that yeah. sort of thing. So um, America is more of fend for yourself kind of attitude. Yeah. And there's, there's another piece about it too. Uh, people don't really uh, understand this and uh, I'm going to kind of bounce part of this off of Bridget because uh, there's, there's a piece about this that people don't even think about it. Being a tradesperson, being hands-on with a lot of different things, it is not just a technical piece, but there is an artistic piece that goes along with it. Give, give you a perfect example, people who know how to work uh, a lathe. Yes, you have to know how, what what metals work with what other metals if you were doing let's say fabrication work but if you're doing if you're if you're turning a, a table leg just just because the first thing that comes to mind you need to know the artistry that goes into what design you're going to be building unless of course you've got machination in which case it's a whole other thing but here's the thing people who do this stuff do not get nearly valued the same way as well let's say an office worker and here here's here's where i'm going for for you and me both on this one bridget people who do trade stuff like i said there's a certain amount of artistry that goes along with it and artists should be compensated but are typically not viewed nearly as as valuable as they should be versus people who work in an office like like what you would do entering information data processing and a lot of those jobs get shuttled to areas where they can pay less where the phone operators get paid less mm -hmm. that are maybe working on completely off hours compared to the rest of us over here. And I'm thinking very specifically of Indian call centers. Yep. You work office areas, you work a lot of data processing. You've seen these shifts, same as what I have and how disconcerting, uh, how, how, how disheartening is it to see those, those jobs, perfectly capable people here just well we're just gonna outsource it to offshore because it's cheaper well i know that most of the uh bigger larger insurance companies are doing just that their call centers now it's very hard to get someone that can speak english and they have no idea what you're talking about when you call and you have an issue it's very <laughs> frustrating uh, but aetna has done that blue cross and blue shield has done that um, United Healthcare has started doing that. 
And it's not just the healthcare industry. We it, know for well industries. It, it is. And I know it because I I had seen it. I worked to inbound telephone sales. But when you get the word from people who are calling up for pre-sales tech support, for programming uh, programming uh, applications, because I did, you know, the whole Borland Suite, Delphi, Pascal, C++, Java Builder, sorry, J Builder, amongst others. And they say, oh my God, you're actually here in the states and you speak english as a primary language thank you that doesn't bode well but they put up with it because well what else are you going to do because everybody the hell else is doing the same damn thing because squeezing every nickel and dime mm -hmm. See, and that's I'm... i was just going to say to to finish it off and the problem is that's the capitalist way. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, that's where, like, we hear a lot about, I, I've heard Bernie Sanders talk about Denmark a lot and how they are what they call democratic socialists and, and this and that. It's the biggest mislabeling you've ever heard. A little, little, a little disabusement here. Um, countries like that, um, Denmark, Norway, uh, I think even Sweden to some extent, they are capitalist systems. They, they want, they, they make the money, but they have a culture of a welfare state, which means the people don't mind paying that extra bit of tax to help somebody who stumbled. Well, because to it help be them one day, exactly. Which and is it, to, it, to 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 circle this back around to exactly the same things that you had said before. If and I'm I'm only slightly paraphrasing. Hmm? Dallin has said several times before, if I have to pay a hundred dollars extra a month into the insurance for the country, so that a kid on the other side of the country can get open heart surgery, a, a, a heart transplant that I would never know. Here's my hundred dollars. Screw you. And I pay even for the education. Like I don't even have kids. I'd, I'd be yeah. willing to pay for the education. So do I uh, kids because well, those kids for me, they're going to be my future customers. So I'd rather, you know, have a customer who's well-educated and able to buy my products. It, it, it's it's win-win for me too there yeah but it's what i'm what i'm finding is that it's it's the culture of the country that is causing or, or that that is i don't want to call it the problem but you know spade a spade i guess um there is that sense you know the, the self-entitlement what's mine is mine and screw the rest um get everything you can win 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 manifest destiny all of it it's it's all of a it's a cultural paradigm that everybody's living in a bubble they they're only concerned they they measure everything on their own sense of comfort 
Yeah, and, and, and that it. bubble is reinforced with each generation. Yeah, uh, me versus we. Yeah, and it's um, comparative because basically, when when this is also going back into survive by imitation, but I mean, when when what your neighbor has is your only means of judging the value of what you have. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a fucking mess. <laughs> and, and you see, and I don't know what's going to, because I mean, we're talking about a culture shift, which is very difficult to do. I mean, when you have to suddenly address your own attitude towards things and you know, I hate to say it, but like, you know, to be nicer on the world stage, how do you get there? Like what, what kind of event could enact the, the beginnings of that change? Cause honestly, what I'm seeing now is we see a lot of people, um, we, we see patronizing people saying, you know, like, Oh, you know, if, if you think this way, well, yeah, you might want to get off social media because, you know, we're going to find it and we're going to destroy you 10 years from now, whenever you want to say something, you know, you, you better not say it now. Like I've probably damned myself on this show many times already. Cause I've, I know I've said the N word a few times, uh, I'll cop to it, but you know what, the way I said it, it was in context 10 years from now, if, um, I decide I want to, you know, if I become a public figure, somebody's going to look back on this and go like, Oh, he said that, you know, Oh, and context doesn't matter, you know, which is the biggest lie in the world. But again, but again, we're, we're getting into what kind of person would judge that on that level. I mean, you'd be amazed. I, I can be, because I'm going back again and again to the same thing. I think there's only a certain amount of the population who can think critically, who is willing, who has learned to, to think for themselves and to actually, yeah. you know, take all well, the elements of a given situation and make a value judgment on their own. Yeah. L because if you're going to take example. details, if you're going to, okay, you said the N word. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's it, the only thing they're taking out of that is that actual word without yeah. taking into account the rest of what you said. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> what and kind of person will, would do that? Uh, the, the sociopaths that are on the net right now, these days, you'd be amazed. I'd, I'd argue Joe, that it's most of the population. May I give an example? Go ahead. Kevin Hart, yeah. comedian, was recently was recently invited to host the Oscars next year. He accepted and then withdrew. Because 10 years ago, during one of his stand-up routines, he made a couple of jokes that were more than a little offensive to the LGBT community. And he had apologized for that back in 2015. They still brought it up. They still will not let it go. Forgiveness of anything is now gone in certain people's eyes. He has now stepped down as host of the Oscars for this year because of that, because even though he's addressed it, apologized for it, and people said, okay, that's cool. They still decided to bring it up. Um, well, uh, okay, okay bef before you move past that one, yeah. Um, there, there, there are two things that uh, we uh, I, I want to kind of cover before we get out of here, and we don't have very much time left mm -hmm. over. Um, as far as that one is concerned, 
there's a uh, I don't remember what the quote is, but I'd seen something where folks have been saying apologizing after you've been called out for something is not is shoot i'm gonna have to totally paraphrase basically comes down to when you are called out on something at this point that is a social faux pas that's been done if somebody finally says calls you out on something and then you apologize okay yeah you apologize because we called you out on it versus if you've been seeing what's been going on and you go ahead and say before anybody's come your way hey look you know what i said some stuff on xyz 10 years ago five years ago and i didn't realize how offensive or demeaning or whatever to whatever group i was putting down at the time and I have not been using I have not been using jokes like that and I will not be using jokes like that to demean XYZ group or any other group in the future that would score you better points however there would still have to be some contrition time to show that you're actually you know that that you're actually serious about that and I can understand that but I can understand the whole, we caught you, now you're apologizing because we caught you. You, 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 under, you understand where, where that all is, even if you don't necessarily agree with it, because I'm guessing that you probably wouldn't necessarily. If I can what remember is, every word if, of every sentence that I said no, I, no, I, over I, the past I 10 years, I know. okay, fine. And I'm pretty sure he didn't. And the fact is he addressed it. He wants to move on. He wants to grow. He has learned. They won't let him grow. I, 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 it's probably I, I, not. It's not the part of the audience. He's, he's basically expecting people to, you know, understand what he's saying, and he's basically accepting that you know most people won't. That was a faux pas on his part, but I mean, <clears throat> if what he said was in context. And there was a context around it. Maybe even issuing an apology would be an error. Well, and that's just it. Bowing the fact, to the, 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 the status quo. The, the fact that this happened over a decade ago, and we all know, you know, a decade ago, the social political landscape was much different than what it is now. You know, I, I, I can't really cite examples at this point, but I would imagine that a lot of things have changed. And a, a joke, a, a joke said, you know, 10, 20 years ago, today would be just, how can you say that? Yeah, but we're talking about a lot of things at once though. Yeah. But leave it, leave it there. You know, if the guy hasn't done anything like that in the past 10 to 20 years, and the only example you can find of him being that way is 10 to 20 years ago, then in, in my opinion, you are only looking for something to complain about because you can't fathom somebody being in the public eye who you can't complain about. And that is on the, that is on the complainer. 
it's a catch twenty two because um you've got a comedian he's um trying to make a living off of catering to the largest amount of the population possible, you know, which is probably why he makes some of the jokes he does. Yeah. And he miscalculated. Well, um, and so he made these jokes, you know, over 10 years ago, back then the joke probably fit in with the cultural paradigm at the time. I don't know the joke. Like jokes against like, for, for example, I can only speak from my own perspective, but like, you know, jokes about, you know, um, gay people, would you have made that joke 10 years ago? Like I would, I've, I've always, um, I've always looked with a critical eye, people making fun of, um, of, um, you know, anything, anything different yeah. <laughs> you know, people, like, especially the comedians, they tend to, to, to point and laugh at uh, anything that's different. And I've always criticized that. And for no, me, that's it, pandering to the uh, pandering to the market. You know, yeah, people and, do and, this kind of thing. Yeah, uh, me personally, no. Um, now I can say you, that. You, no, I can say that myself because of my exposure to people at the time. You know, like and and plus, also, I'm not a comedian trying to shill anybody to to make a buck. I would yeah. chuck it chalk it up to your ability to make value judgments on your own. You're able to decide yourself, you know, whether this is right or wrong. Yeah. It's just not, you know, bad because word your your judgment goes beyond that. Yeah. But I mean, how many times has a has a political faux pas or something else uh fueled a, a comedian's repertoire? <clears throat> I mean they, they also have to pander to the largest part of the population, yeah. otherwise it's gonna be, you know, political death. I mean, you've got guys like, like Lewis Black, Robin Williams, um, even Henry Rollins to, to, to some amount. Like if something happens in that year that they're performing, they're going to use it in their stuff to promote themselves as a comic. You know, a, a lot of that stuff, you know, today, you know, okay. Any comedian that was out there talking about George H.W. Bush back when he was in power. Today, those jokes would fall pretty flat for obvious reasons. Certainly. You know, uh, that's a problem with political or topical comics is that after the topic has passed, become passe, or the subject of said joke, you know, passes away, like Mr. Bush did, um, you know, it, it loses relevance and, and becomes kind of a, yeah, you know what, it was funny at the time. Well, I wouldn't compare that, like, Okay, jokes made at the, I guess it goes to jokes made at the expense of other people um, and whether they were meriting of it or not. Because mm -hmm. I mean, jokes have made about uh, W. Bush and all that. Okay, um, maybe it's a bit old hat now, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. But I think uh, jokes made against, you know, another ethnical group or, um, you know, against another sexual orientation. Yeah. That's going to be wrong. Um because it, well, it's, it's deriding somebody else. It's at somebody else's expense. And yeah, it, that it's, in its it, essence is wrong because you're you're criticizing something that really can't harm anybody. You're it, criticizing somebody wrong. for being different. Yeah, it, it's wrong to those who think, like you said, think critically. But, mm. you know, we've met those people who've grown up in that really tight bubble of you're straight, you're white, and nothing else matters. You know, we, we've met people like that. And that's, that's a survival model that everybody has to follow. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you're outgrouped. Yeah. So it's and you're pointed and laughed at. 
And that's actually uh, the part of the population I don't want to talk to. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we're getting, uh, we're technically, we're just about out of time. As a matter of fact, so uh, I, I don't want to keep us too long. Plus, uh, my contacts are not playing real nice with me. So when I, uh, I just want to finish up something uh, real quick, uh, and and kind of ask you guys all to uh, finish off with uh, with one piece that was mentioned before, and try to figure out what your uh, what your solution would be, because we were talking. Uh, Joseph was uh, talking about how. Uh, at least I think it was you. How do you make the cultural change from the whole everything for me, everything for me, power grab for me? I don't care about all the rest of you. I'm going to squash you, ha! Huh? Because now I've got mine, and I want yours too. Because I I want to not that where people are actually willing to help out each other even if they don't know who they're going to be a, a more uh, egalitarian. Um, yeah. Can I have the first shot? Cause uh, mother sure. nature's screaming on my end and I got to cut it short. Go ahead. Uh, for me, there is a very short sentence to answer that question. One person at a time, one person at a time, impact one person's life positive and let it daisy chain out of control. You can do it. Help somebody near you. Show them what it means to be that egalitarian. Funny enough, uh, I think you've got Stephanie uh, following on you because it came through almost at the same time that you started paying forward. Yep. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, you guys have a great night. I wish I could stay, but uh, I'm getting older. And I got you, man. Go do what Thanks. you got to do, man. Talk to you Thanks later. Thanks for being with us, man. Have a good night. Uh, Bridget, you didn't... Uh, you didn't exactly get very much uh, airtime, so uh, I figured a drop for you. For you, what do you think would probably be uh, one of the best ways of solving that paradigm shift? I mean, it would be the same thing, pay it forward. Um, don't be so suspicious of other people and, you know, being out to screw other people. Uh, like I read something earlier today where someone had been in line at a grocery store and the woman in front of them was paying with um, you know EBT card and needed some other things like toilet paper and such and was you know nine or ten dollars short and her uh, charge card declined and the guy just picked it up you know guy behind her you know went ahead and paid for her stuff and the cashier you know responded back you know well she was probably scamming you and he's like well you know, maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. Doesn't really matter. You know, I'm still going to do what I think I should do. Nice. And yeah, scamming for what were you saying? Toilet like, paper, maybe? Toilet paper and eggs, you know, or something like uh, toilet paper and a cleaner or something like that. Like, please, if you're going to scam somebody, you're not going to do it for just a few bucks. Not a bad one. Joseph, you wanna you wanna go ahead and uh, and have your chance on that one? Well, <clears throat> I just I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but it's just going back to um, you know when you're talking about we are concerned about what we have, um, you know, our possessions and everything, but we have to think about also we have to widen our perspective a bit in 
look at the expense, um, the consequences of what we have. Like, uh, you know, uh, I can buy this product at this place. I go, where does it come from? What are, what are the consequences of my actually buying this product? You have to think outside of um, one's own, own comfort bubble. So, like, <clears throat> you know, if you can be judicious, judicious in your choice of you know what you buy and where and all that you can you can have the same um feeling of um you know satisfaction from owning certain things but if you look at the bigger picture um you might find yourself even contributing to society if, like for example you're buying local or something like that Okay. We have to break this survive by imitation mold. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dallin, I guess you get your opportunity too. <laughs> I'll try not to be too long-winded. Um, turn off the TV is my first suggestion. A lot of it these days is... Try, there's a lot of stuff on there that is trying to you know, um, believe it or not, Marilyn Manson said it best. Uh, fear and consumption is what uh, a lot of stuff is going on these days. And as well, some, sh some shows on TV are, they're trying to change the culture, but they're doing it wrong because they're patronizing you. They're, they're punishing you for thinking the way you think and making and trying to belittle you for that. Uh, the other thing I'd suggest if you run into one of those, uh, I want to see the manager haircut people who's in front of you at the store <laughs> and they, and they finally go away either in a huff or with that shit eating grin on their face for getting what they want. When you're next in line to that lady or to that, that person at the counter, turn up the courtesy. I mean, Speak to that person as though you are speaking to a well-respected member of some royalty or like just someone you respect and would be on your absolute best behavior for with that person because they have just recently, they have now been grounded into powder and it falls to you to try to pick them back up and, you know, make him realize that, yeah, um, that person is an asshole. Me, and as far as I can tell, the six people behind me who have been whispering in my ear about what a bitch that person was, we're not. So, you know, please don't tar us all with the same brush. Let, let me show you that there's still compassion in the world. Let me show you that there are still people out there who actually care about somebody other than themselves. And if you can instill that, like tech said, one at a time, if you can kind of instill that feeling and they can, they can pay it forward to the next encounter they have, it might not happen in our lifetime, but maybe we can start turning this boat around and getting back to, <sighs> Maybe there's a chance to to make America great again, but it's going to take on it's going to take less red hats, less patronizing, 
and more of people just stop being dicks. Well, I would say just stop exploiting each other and um, rewarding people for exploitation. America is bigger than you, just you. Yep. Um, America is, um, or any country, it's um, it's an agreement between people, you yeah. know, to live together by the same standards. So there's a couple of pieces about this one. And uh, before I tell you what mine are from over on the, uh, from over on the chat, tripping being so close to Fort Bragg, I hate seeing a soldier with kids having to put items back and I'll get what I can for them. It breaks my heart, man. Just like with you, man, it, it, it's just wrong that that should have to be. But we also know that for folks who are in the military employee or on government wages of any kind, including retirements and social security is fixed income. It, it, it shouldn't have to be that way. And, and we agree with that. Stephanie also saying, I buy, I buy fair trade whenever I can. I get my groceries from the local farmer's market also cool to help the guys out who were you know trying to make things work uh tripping it also said always stick up for the employees and this is the one where i'm actually going to disagree with dallin on not with be nice to the employee when somebody is being a right royal bitch but i would say don't let a right royal bitch get away with it there's a piece about being in a society. You have, you have the right to say whatever it is you want to say. No, I'm not getting into the whole First Amendment thing. No, no, just socially. You have the right to go ahead and say what you want to say and act the way that you want to. But that also means that we get to harangue your ass when you're being a right world bitch and call you out on it. Somebody wants to be that way to somebody that's serving on them? You want to do that and they can't fight back? You know what? Game on, motherfucker, because I will go ahead and I will rip you and I will make Miss Ashley go. Bobby, you're out. <laughs> Item last, though. How do we turn the boat around? How do, how do we change things around so that there is more the we and less the me how do we put the social agreement for us one to the other back into place investment the investment has to be in a combination of education and perspectives invest in the early education invest in the kids allowing them to learn bring even if we can't always turn off the tv bring pbs back to where it was so that we could have good pre-k for those that need it and can't afford it because that's what it was for 
Look at the education at pre-K that came through from 1969 from when it started and see what that generation looks to for its ideals, for its goals. I'm one of those kids. Get secondary education levels up. Get graduation levels at the high school level up. Keep them up, especially in an areas where they need it, in inner cities especially so. And then when it's time to go for the next level up for the first two years of college, funded 100%, but you are not allowed to take courses at a school in your home state. Your first two years of college funded 100% at an out-of-state college. And then you will start to see perspectives change. If the education is there and the learning is there and there's less clawing for every dollar in order to make something better of yourself at college, and then you Get to talk with people from outside your normal circles, from outside your state, from outside of the social, economic, social circles that you would otherwise be in and have people with different vocal inflections, with different perspectives from different areas of the country. And you get to interact and learn about people other than yourself then and only then will those generations really learn that there is more to just their family their town their county their social circles their churches their gangs their businesses, they will learn how interdependent we all are for each other. And once you've got that perspective with local travel, maybe they'll go out further. Maybe they'll go off over a border and learn. And when you no longer have people who are complete strangers, you have less fear and you have more empathy because you suddenly realize we're all just the same, just trying to get through life, trying to do good for each other and trying to help where we can. Yeah, there'll still be some that are on the weird end of that bell curve, but I don't know about you. I, for one, still have faith in the human condition. And trust me, I don't use that word lightly. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. I hope that you had 
some fun listening to us. And oh my God, I went ahead and I pushed myself and I'm an idiot because I got too damn many things running through my head and I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm not saying sorry to you. I'm saying sorry to my eyes because poor things are just screaming at me now. You've seen me rubbing my face all this time. It's because believe it or not, while we've been talking, I've been gathering in my eyes sleep sand this whole time and that gives you an idea as to where my eyes are so i'm gonna get us done out of here and get the 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 show notes posted as quickly as i can and get my ass to bed so anyway on behalf of unrenowned tech thank you all for uh, joining us hope that you guys had uh, fun and we'll see him of course uh, as soon as things happen uh tech i don't remember if it is already started but uh if if it hasn't Consider it early. If it has, happy Hanukkah. Be that as it may. For the rest of you, shalom. Uh, Joseph, thank you for being able to make it. You have yourself a good rest of your morning. Yeah, you too, sir. Thanks for having me on. As always, no worries. Bridget, um, thanks. Sorry I put you on the spot for um, suicide, but... Uh, considering <laughs> Considering the song, uh, I, I think it's appropriate. Uh, okay, I forgive you. Yeah, you listen. You listen to that song later, and and then you tell me that I'm wrong. Assuming she's still around to do so. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Anyway, so if anybody wants to find you, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Send me a friend request, and I'll friend you back. Or look for me at my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com. Thank you, hon. And Mr. Audio Bitch, <laughs> your words, not mine. Uh, yeah, I did it again. These shows should just be, oops, I did it again. He talked too much. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, good to be here as always. Um of course, I got the uh, the audio version of this show over at holycrapoflogcast.com. Um, if I'm feeling especially ticked off about something and I'm going to, if I feel like scratching down a few thoughts that you wouldn't see on the show here, you can catch me over at inthewind.yo5.ca. And I'm not announcing anything official yet. But as I said before, I got something in the works. Um, I'll be releasing it in January, hopefully. Um, stay tuned. This could be fun. Better be fun. I'll hold you in contempt at court. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. This is the kind of pressure, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we have to deal with. True. That content, content creation. Screw that. <laughs> but thanks, man. I really do appreciate it. No worries. All right. So as always, if you'd like to catch the uh, audio version, as was mentioned, holycrapthevlogcast.com has got all the information that you need including all of our social links and contact info if you'd like to send a voicemail message phone number is 859-HCTV-554 859-4288-554 one of these days i'm just going to put a sign up on the wall in front of me instead you'd think i'd actually do that is it no no i've oh what the hell i'll show you so for those of you that get motion sick Sorry, you want to you want to look. It's over here on the side. Got it right on the on the wall right next to me. So that's sorry. 
now I've completely screwed up my camera. That's great. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, whatever. I'll just hold it in my hand over here for a couple of seconds. <laughs> eh, don't, don't, don't give me crap. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to send us a message over on Google Plus, good luck. Uh, there's a tech thing in there. Google's screwing around with all their stuff. We'll see what's going to be happening for us too, because there's other stuff. And if you'd like to support the show over on Patreon, patreon.com slash HCTV. I don't know what's been going on with that. I haven't heard anything from it. So I'm, I'm assuming nothing's coming through right now, which is it's fine. We're still doing our thing. Anyway, is that, uh, did I straighten it out? No, of course not. Why would I ever think that? Yes, I've got an old Heath kit radio up over there. Shh, there we go. Yay. Anyway, knocked all this stuff. Um, have yourselves a good holiday season. Uh, I know I'm I'm doing it a, a little bit early, but depending as to how things go, this is the time of season where people kind of have weird things happening with their timing. So if we don't see you for whatever reason, do be safe and safe travels wherever it is it's going to be taking you. With any luck, we will be seeing you next week. Uh, and as far as our schedule right now, I don't see anything that's going to be causing us any problems for this particular holiday season. Um, uh, let me, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> our next ones, our next ones are going to be the 16th, which by the way, I'm going to be doing a special, uh, holiday radio show for, uh, over in second life. Uh, after that, it'll be the 23rd, which I guess will be our graph miss show. And then the 30th. So our overall schedule should not be interrupted. Yeah. Um, want to preempt quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, next weekend, I won't be here, um, because of the fact that I'm not traveling, uh, the week after, um, I will be heading to a, another Christmas party, uh, this time with the local group that, uh, raises money for, uh, a fur con for next year. So it's, it, it's a potluck thing. It's one of the few times I get to see all these people. Um, I've been getting harassed. Uh, are you coming? We, we'd really like it if you showed up, you know, please, you know, <laughs> Uh, apparently people actually want to see me. I, I, I don't understand. Um, it's, it's an alien concept. <laughs> That's all right. I got, uh, I got, uh, I got, I got told that, uh, somebody would really, really like me to, um, uh, put in an application for a DJ set for Fernal Equinox. Um, I, I, I'm not going to name names or anything, but I was basically told, we'd really like for you to go ahead and put in a DJ application this year. Could you? Uh, I'm, I'm highly paraphrasing, but it's really nice to have that feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, I guess most of us will see you next week, uh, and we'll figure out uh, what we're going to talk about. And as far as to the whole um, uh, Stephanie, post the show notes tomorrow, Shujin. Uh, first off, thank you for spelling with a J instead of a G this time. Uh, appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so I'm picking on you. I'm teasing because, because I, because I can, um, don't worry about it. I've got two links that I'm going to put up for you guys. Uh, it, it'll be fine, but otherwise take care of yourselves and we'll see you soon. As always, you all take care and I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. 
And of course, my lady, 13 plus years on, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.